It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. Listen, we were talking last night about um, Lord of the Rings. I'm just not a sci-fi fantasy Besides, like, Never Ending Story, which I grew up with, which is a That's phenomenal good. movie. And yeah. Labyrinth, also good. But we were talking about Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is lovely. Not really my thing, again. But the problem was is that when when my husband and I first got married, he could only fall asleep to movies. So he would just pop in a movie, and he'd be out in, like, five minutes. And I'm mm-hmm. not. So mm-hmm. I'd sit and watch. He always put in Lord of the Rings, but he'd put in a different disc. So I Let's have see. no idea <laughs> how the, the movie actually the, is. Because it was you'd sit there like, did that person just die last <laughs> night? So yeah, it watching it completely out of context. I have no idea really what the story is. Yeah, Lord, you, Lord of the Rings will do that to you. I feel like it's nine hours of roughly the same stuff. It's yeah. a lot of. It's a lot of the same. It's a lot of nature footage. Yeah. Well, and it's like. <laughs> There's there's two different cuts of it too. There's Why? like the there's a theatrical cut, which is the one that was actually released in theaters, and then there's the director's cut, which depending on what level of fandom you are, that kind of thing, like the director's cut has a lot of really cool stuff in it, but they're also like four and a half hours long oh each gosh. each each movie. And really? It's, it's it's a haul, man. It is. And Just, I used to do like once a year I'd watch the director's cuts all the way through and No. I don't have time for it anymore. Does anybody you know? ever show all of the Star Wars movies? Like, has anybody ever done that? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, the yeah. whole thing? Yeah. No. <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> no, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> no, Matt's right. So, <laughs> they've not done that. Why wouldn't so. they? I mean, I know the newer ones aren't as the, the caliber of the... I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's That gets subjective, but I mean, like, no, they show them kind of like when they release this one that's coming out in December. Yeah. There will be theaters that will show, like, literally, like, one through eight, and then this one will be the last one to kind of cap it mm-hmm. all off, and there will be people that go and they'll watch, they watch the whole all thing. of them. Mm-hmm. I would skip the first third of that entire thing. Because yeah. that's the, those are the ones that were like in the, the 2000s, prequels right? were the Yeah, the prequels were the ones that came out like in the, the 2000s. Like the Hayden ones. Yes, and they were. They don't exist. They, <laughs> <laughs> they, they're in, they're wow, the, how do you really feel about that? <laughs> they're where the eye does not see. So, um, yeah, no, no. They're, Why they're are not, they so bad? Oh, for so, I mean, so, they were, they were so written by reasons. the same person, people, well, group. Well, no, they were written by George Lucas. They were directed by George Lucas, who only so directed happened? the very first Star Wars movie and then every, and then other people took over for like yeah. five and six. Um, He's not a fan at all. Can and you tell? it's uh, it, there's bad character decisions. It's very cartoony and childish. It's also like the acting is yeah, way too digital on the whole thing. Yeah, yeah it's way too cute. It's every like single scene is yeah. shot in front of a green screen mm-hmm. and it's super obvious. Like that the, they pick. You can't pick. I don't care what you do. You can't pick Samuel L. Jackson to play any character of any movie without thinking it's Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> right, yeah. You can give him purple lightsaber and call him Mace Windu, but that's Samuel L. Jackson. Mace what? Mace Windu. Yeah. Oh. Duh. Sorry. <laughs> Let me go watch it because I'm getting such rave reviews. I really well, want to go. Well, right. Home. Yeah. It no. killed Hayden Christensen's career, didn't it? Like, I don't More think he's done anything. More it made or less. It, and he probably wouldn't have had one without it. So, yeah. I mean, I mean mm. he's a terrible actor. Well, I liked not, him before. 
No. Okay. I haven't seen him in anything that's really impressed me, to be honest with you. Like, what, what did you like him in before? Well, maybe I just liked the movie now that I'm thinking on it. Life is a House. Did you ever see that one? I remember the movie. That was, was that Kevin, was Kevin Klein? Klein? Yeah. Who I, I love. Thought, right? Yeah. It's a sad yeah. movie. But was not he, he wasn't play that like, great. A, like an emo teen in yeah, that, too? Yeah, maybe that was that's, just sort of. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of mm-hmm. what he played through the rest of the Star Wars uh, films. That's depressing. A bit, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, now that we've <laughs> now that we cleared out Hayden our audience career, here, perfect. Yeah. Sorry, Hayden. I hope you're not listening. <laughs> we've just lost Hayden Christensen as a listener. He's like, man, I thought those guys were cool. Screw <laughs> <laughs> this podcast. I don't like it. So anyway, hi, Matt Davis. How Hello. are you? I'm great. Good. Thanks for coming in today. Matt, I'm going to move you a little closer to the microphone. There okay. you go. He there does that. He does rude things like Sorry. that. Sorry. All right. I mean, people you, want to hear what you have to say. Makes you talk. So, <laughs> makes you talk. <laughs> Am I making you talk? <laughs> no, nobody has to <laughs> no. do that. That's, that's the bad thing. So anyway, how are you? I'm you're, good. Is it starting yet? Yeah. Yeah. We've been, been on this whole time. Yeah. Oh, boy. Since it's we started talking Star Wars is kind of where we where we are on the whole thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we do sort of a soft start on the whole thing. <laughs> so. Which is interesting sometimes because... We have had a couple of situations where, because people didn't know we started, my mother um, yeah. <laughs> said a few things that we had to edit out. She's yeah. like, oh, no, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. I want to give you my true feedback of Star Wars. <laughs> right, right. It would have been a 20-minute rant. That's okay. I mean, you're allowed to. Yeah, it's I just won't be able to comment on it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Hayden Christensen. Okay. That's amazing. So you've been busy. We've been we've been chatting about getting together for a while. And yeah. You just keep working on stuff, man. Yeah, new stuff every day. <laughs> so crazy. You are from Columbus originally or no? No, I'm from Youngstown, a small town called Canfield. I know Canfield. Yeah, Canfield Fair. What's the fair like? Uh, it's like legendary. It's one of like the biggest fairs. Is in, it really? Yeah. It's one of the biggest, I think, county fairs in the state or whatever. Huh. But Did you go? Yeah, always. Always yeah. went. It's always a... Until you get to high school and like get a little bit more thuggy and fights, and I try to stay away from that. <laughs> you were you schools. were causing fights in Canfield no, at the fair. No, I wasn't. You'd go beat up the. the I, I really mastered the the coin flip game with little dot, like where you actually had to get the quarter to land. I used to win like five or ten. They they put a rule like you couldn't win that many big stuffed <laughs> animals. Because so. you, I mean, you probably could even carry them. No, you carry two or three at a time. How, what was it? the trick? Uh, no, I can't remember. Just. Just touch, just the flick feel, of the, yeah. flick of the coin. Yeah. Just on, what was it? Just like a, a pad it was, a, it was like a table, like a uh, square table with holes yeah. in it. I mean, or the round dots in it. You just had to get it in the bullseye every time. So oh. I'm just going to, yeah. So that was your claim to no, fame. I that or luck. Yeah. <laughs> One of those games is designed to like take money from you, but yeah. 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 You secretly they, they master the me. thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's pretty impressive because those aren't, they're not meant to be. Mm-mm. Most yeah, of them are actually designed literally to so be like nearly almost impossible. impossible. Yeah. Why? Because it's more profitable for them. I know, but that's just. I know it's dirty. Now, if but... you go to the games like at Kings Island, though, it's like that you pay five bucks and you have to win something. So now it's just buying a crap little stuffed animal. I know, which yeah, is like for worth five bucks. Seven it's a total challenge out of it. I'm like, no, it you got to teach yeah. these kids how to. You gotta, when you win something, you got to man something. up and flip yeah, that quarter. You can't get something for nothing. <laughs> It's like, it's like giving a kid a trophy every time. Oh, yeah. Let's get on that topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, so the, the Canfield, like, is it a, a farm town-ish or like? Uh, 
That I mean, sounded kinda. like the most city girl statement. Is that like a farm town? It's a small town. I mean, okay. it's, it's, uh, I mean it's, it's probably one of the nicer suburbs of Youngstown. And okay. school district's really good. And it's a nice yeah. place to grow up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you lived there all through high school? I was 18. Then. I went to college. Where'd you go? Miami of Ohio. Okay. Undergrad. What'd you study? Engineering. Okay. So what did you want to be when you were growing up? Uh, I actually was a pretty late uh, in high school. I didn't even... I was an athlete and I just loved being in high school athlete. I don't even think I yeah. thought about college until like two months of my senior year. Or something. Oh, <laughs> but I was the type of person that I was kind of a, I was always did, I always did really well in school, but I think yeah. I woke up and, Oh, I got to take the ACT tomorrow. Oh, I didn't prep for it, didn't study for it, did nothing, walked in, took it. But which is luckily, amazing now. Cause now it's like, like four months of yeah. prep or something and courses, but tutors and, but yeah, no, I did it early. I, I think I picked Miami because my one of my best friend's sisters went there. Never attended. Only applied to one school. That's how selective I was. <laughs> what did you play? What sports did you it's do? Almost exactly why I went to CCAD. <laughs> <laughs> um, what'd you say? What sports did you play? Uh, basketball. So, okay. Yeah, my dad was a uh, college football coach or okay. a college football player. Then he then he did high school football and coaching but he never he had a rule i could never play football until i was a freshman did he coach you no so oh, okay. but then so i started getting basketball when i was like third oh. fifth sixth always got hooked yeah. into that and, okay yeah okay so. did you play at miami do they not. have do they have a basketball i don't know they do i'm so sporty it's star wars and sports are my top two <laughs> topics yeah <laughs> no. no i was probably i could have played in a smaller school maybe but okay i just I kind of got burned out and yeah. just wanted to go to school for school. Okay. Did you do Greek life? Did not. Okay. Uh, in, my, in Miami, I, all my good friends were on the same dorm level. And my, my buddy actually did play basketball there. Mm-hmm. He's a pro. He ended up being a pro. Oh, wow. Um, so we hung out all the time, did our own thing. Okay. It's a nice campus. It's a beautiful campus. There's not much around there, though. I can't. That's the that's the beauty of it. <laughs> it's kind of an island, you know. Yeah, it's like taking a Harvard and putting it in the middle of nowhere with fifteen thousand kids and no parents, and <laughs> it's big the enough where you can run be. into a different girl every week and not know them. And oh, so, it's when you, so, so that's what yeah. the experience was really more like, right? Okay. So tons of friends and yeah, plenty big enough for you always meet new people. New girl every it's not like, week. You know, a small town middle of nowhere with like two thousand kids. Right. You knew everyone like high school. It'd be, but everybody. I mean, you essentially have to live on campus there, don't you? No, I only lived on campus my first year and was off campus. Okay, sophomore senior. Is there is there a town there like Oxford? Yeah, it's great. Okay, Come Oxford on. is lovely. Bagel and deli. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's like the picturesque, perfect college. Yeah, I, I can't rave really about is. enough. If, yeah. you, if you said I could go to any other college in the world, I think I'd still go back there. You go back to Miami. Chapel Hill and Arizona State would be next close mm. to just straight mm-hmm. fun. Love Chapel Hill. Yeah. So you went into engineering uh-huh. with intentions of being an engineer. I um, I always loved. I was great at math and science, okay. and I hated blood. So doctor was out. <laughs> Uh, so, so after that, it's, it's a good way to knock it yeah. down. Yeah. Well, I was, uh, I've always thought engineering was the best degree f- because I could do anything after mm-hmm. pretty much. Right. You'd be a lawyer, you could be yeah. an engineer, you get your MBA, mm-hmm. which yeah. I ended up doing okay. and then going into business and stuff like that. Nice. So I think I was a engineer right after that. I got right after school. I left and went to Anderson consulting and did supply chain consulting and traveled around the country from, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Burned you out really fast, spit you yeah, out. And then, true. Yeah, I think uh, on weekends. Like, yeah, I mean yeah. on weekends, my buddy was a pro basketball player, so I'd fly out to see him play all around the country. So from the twenty-one to twenty-five, I was living the dream. That is fun, though. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Do you still like to travel? 
I hate traveling. I hate traveling for work. I love traveling for personal. Okay. Mm. I'm, okay. A, I'm a big vacationer. So I, yeah. you know, ever I prioritize vacation time with my kids. So I probably mm. do six vacations a year. That's awesome. Yeah. Of which I leave tomorrow. So yeah. Nice. Poor thing. Yeah. yeah. We feel really bad for you. Yep. <laughs> but you're, this is, we'll jump back to your story, but you're, go into this detail for you're officiating a wedding. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're an ordained. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, for, uh, Actually, no money in 15 seconds. Anyone can online, right? <laughs> so, no, as it was, I was, I think it was like eight months ago, we were at a family function and yeah. my wife's aunt's second wedding and they're getting married on, they want to get married in a beach, kind of where we, the Coach Beach house is. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a fairly religious guy and yeah. they asked me if I would just do it. It's be like 10, 12 people on a beach. So this okay. isn't like super pressure. Oh, I'm not going to give like a 45 minute sermon. Right <laughs> we are gathered yeah. <laughs> Can you do the marriage speech? <laughs> I actually haven't looked on what I to say yet. So that'll be the night before. On the plane, right? Yeah. yeah. Good plane. planning. <laughs> so how do you, I know people do it, but how do you, you just go online, don't you? I mean, yeah, you Google it, Google it, bang, fill out a form. And they suckered me into this $59 kit to buy, you know, the thing I thought I had to get. Yeah, you don't need that. You don't need what that. What is it? Uh, what do you get? Well, you it get like comes a, with like some. It depends on where you go. Like at mine, the fifty dollars. Oh, kit you're comes you're with, one too. Yeah, I'm yeah. the only non ordained minister in this <laughs> room right I've, now. I've wow. done several weddings. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I have done the marriage thing. Huh, Somebody actually requested. Surprised. I was planning on it, and they're like, "Could you do this?" And I was like, "Yes, I can." <laughs> <laughs> so marriage, um, yeah, marriage brings us together. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's a good movie. So this is, is this the first wedding you will have done then? Yes. Are you nervous? Mm, it doesn't seem out. nervous. Yeah, I, yeah I can tell you're biting your nails right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like, get nervous about a whole lot of stuff. Really? Yeah. No stage fright? No, I mean, I like it. I actually, I'm the type of person that like, I've always been a better, you can't get me to fake something. So I'm a better test taker than I am a, like a pre-test taker. Okay. Or like I'm a better, like, you put something on, I actually do way better. Yeah. I just. I don't know. I perform better when the, when the, I don't say pressure, but yeah, I've always been like that. You'd be good at improv. No, I would not. (laughs) (laughs) But you're an ordained minister. Yeah. It's good under pressure. Comedy. Oh, it could be funny though. (laughs) Yeah. Probably not improv. Okay. All right. We'll just skip that for now. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, back to, (laughs) I just had to ask because this is something I'm just not an ordained minister. I don't know. You can be right after this. We'll show you how. I don't know that I want to. It's inexpensive and requires absolutely no training whatsoever. (laughs) But it's legal. I mean, that that it's documented and everything. They just put you on a registry so that they check it's you're there. Do you have to send their stuff in then? Is that your responsibility? No, I just have to sign their paper. They have to go do the rest of the work. (laughs) Yep. So it's, you it's really could just say, yeah. I'm an ordained minister. Mm-hmm. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, my uh, pastor who, you know, took nine years to get his PhD, yeah. I just texted you him just and said, <laughs> it took me 10 seconds. What are you talking about? <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. So will you do more? Will you hire yourself? No. no okay. This, this will probably be the last. <laughs> this is the first and last. <laughs> yep. So, okay. Anyway, you went, you were doing the the job traveling all around and seeing NBA. Uh, yeah. Pro, I think pro one of the biggest and, life changes that kind of helped get me on this path, uh, was the fact that I think with Andrew, it was Arthur Anderson Consulting at the time, mm-hmm. um, in the background, the whole Enron thing was happening, oh, right? Yeah. So actually, Arthur Anderson split off to Accenture and then shut down Arthur Anderson because they were being sued, and Enron shut that whole thing down. Oh my gosh. So I actually was laid off when I was probably 23, 24, That's something scary. like that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, high performer, doing really well, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you realize that you don't control much, really. Yeah. So I always... While I was working, I actually hated that job. I hated pretty much everything about it. Um, 
but is the hardest one to get. So I wanted yeah. it. Right. Yeah. So, um, I was always noodling on different ideas, different social enterprise ideas to help people, mm-hmm. uh, and have my own business. Yeah. But this was kind of before social enterprises were a thing, mm-hmm. but it just, at the time I had no idea what I was doing and you couldn't pull, I couldn't pull it off. Right. Yeah. I always thought, well, what if I can create this business with some friends? Why can't we're smart enough? Why are all these other people able to do it? Right. 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 So I just kept noodling different ideas. I, I, around that time though, I'm like, just like any kid who gets laid off at 23, 24, I'm like, Hey, let's go home. Right. So my mom yeah. was in Columbus at the time. Okay. So I actually got a job back at uh, Honda up here in Marysville. Okay. What did you do there? I was in their technical planning group and, um, did all kinds of big projects for plants and plant conversions at different speeds and okay. manufacturing speeds huh. and line types. And then I moved to Atlanta with my wife. My wife's an attorney. Okay. Um, she went to Akron Law School and we kind of met in a bar down in Columbus. Randomly. But <laughs> she, went to, she went to Miami also. It was a frog bear and wild boar. I remember uh, that. Yeah. 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 Great story sometimes. Where was that? Um, right in the arena district, right by Gordon Biersch. Right yeah. Front, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not there anymore. No, it's something else. Yeah. yeah. So you just kind of met each other at a bar, right? Yeah. 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 That's, okay. She'd probably love me to tell that story. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm sensing you're not going to. <laughs> no, that's that's uh, that's one of those. I saw her across the room. I pointed at her and said, come over here. And she walked Aww. over and she was around with a bunch of my brother-in-laws and friends at the time. Like, how do you know that she wasn't with us? And I said, I don't care. <laughs> that's, I still go to that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So you guys moved to Atlanta then? Yeah. We did new manufacturing plant design and startup for Honda. One a big plant down in Alabama, Georgia. So okay. the, kind of the border there. And then wow. before I did that, I got my MBA at Ohio State. So okay. I kind of worked. I went to full, I kind of worked full time at Honda from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Went oh, to gosh. school at Ohio State and their at their business school. Um, the Fisher? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a four year. I highly recommend. Uh, I think there at the time there was you could do anything over 15 credit hours was free. So I did like 24 credit hours oh, a time. My I gosh. did it in like seven quarters and uh, got done. And, uh, yeah, I think they changed the rule after that. <laughs> but yeah, so I got my MBA. So and you essentially then, had no life, really. It's- you yeah. were doing much, nothing but working and studying. Yeah. Year and a half, powered through it. Powered through it. Wow. But okay. hardest thing about getting going to grad school is getting in. Everything else yeah. after that's just participation. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound really easy, though. I don't know that I would yeah. do that well with that. Yeah. It's it's challenging. I think the, the breadth of things are ch- is challenging. Yeah, but the, true. You know, there's a few tough courses they make you take. that are Like statistics is a very finite answer to a problem, right? Mm. Where everything else is pretty, what do you think about this business case? Yeah. And what would you have done differently? Oh, okay. So there's, there's very few like failed answers. Right. So it's, <laughs> but then there's you know, statistics. Then it's like, yeah, when you start taking the, the more quantifiable things there are, but luckily those are my strengths. Ugh. I'm married yeah. to a statistician. Is that the right word? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and for him being married to an actor, like we have really not understood conversations, but he starts talking about work. It's like, you lost me at yesterday. I, <laughs> <laughs> but then telling him some of the stuff I do, he's like, <clears throat> why? Yeah. What is the point of that? <laughs> you're, you're teaching people to do what? <laughs> yeah. 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 So you, you ended up in Atlanta for how long? Then? Uh, three years. And then I moved okay. back and once, you know, took the big job move. Honda, you can only move up so much. So yeah. took a big job move to Parker Hannafin, ran a, uh, was a director of supply chain for them out there in Marysville, had okay. two manufacturing plants. Did you guys promoted. live in Marysville? No, we lived in Powell. 
Okay. So we moved this back. This is where here. the Powell thing started. Yeah, that's where Powell started. <laughs> the city I thought didn't exist 10 no. years ago. <laughs> I learned something new today. <laughs> no. So we did that and then uh, ran a, I think by my mid 30s, well, 33 or something like that, I was running a $200 million, $150, $200 million business unit for Parker Hannafin, global oh, wow. supply chain thing. Okay. And um, as another career path switch was like, I remember distinctly, we took a manufacturing plan from just kind of doing fairly well, eight to 9% margin mm-hmm. to like probably the highest prof, most profitable plant in kind of the whole system. Right? Wow. That's awesome. And then as a reward, you know, we had one bad quarter. We still were probably the top five. Uh, they asked me to lay off a bunch of people. Ooh. So then that's just, it was just not my value. I just, yeah. well, all these people that helped us get to where we are, right. you want me to just, well, like we don't need them. I go, well, we did need them. And now yeah. we just get some more people. We just get more products or increase, right. you know, grow. So we laid a bunch of people off and that was the end of that for me. It took mm-hmm. me, you know, a couple more months to find a different job. But I transitioned to a company called Velocis out of uh, actually a startup out of, spun off out of Battelle Labs downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're owned by a Oxford Catalyst, which is a UK company. Oh, um, jolly good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Oil and gas uh, technology, which okay. you, you merge technology startup with oil and gas and you get a whole bunch of, uh, is also owned. The largest shareholder was uh, uh Russian oligarch, as I said, Roman Abramovich who owns Chelsea Soccer Club. So you mm. put a Russian in the middle of an oil and gas thing with a startup, and oh uh, let's just say it wasn't my uh, <laughs> most uh, favorite place to work for a lot of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, it just happened to be uh, at that time. I had to make a choice. I, I, without getting into a whole bunch of stuff, there was a cu- couple major ethical issues there that yeah. I thought yeah. that we mutually agreed to part ways because of. Uh, things that I consider I would never be a part of. So yeah. uh, at that point, luckily I owned uh in, in 2000, when I was working at back up here, I, my buddy convinced me to do my first investment into like some small business, which was just a bunch of small little snap fitnesses in Columbus. Okay. okay. So I'm like, I just remember putting my first $25,000 in something. And we really thought about it for a long time. Yeah. My wife and I like, do you do this? Do you do yeah. this? Like pretty risky. That's scary. Yeah. So we, we opened the first one and did really well. We opened eight more. Um, I ended up selling those to uh, uh I think Grody family owns those now oh, and okay. they're running those, but huh. we took that money and we owned, opened up a concept called mesh fitness in bridge park. So we okay. own that. And then around that time kind of tied all back full circle was we, uh, my buddies, they met him through church, but we were, we've been good friends for a long time. He's one of the best brand designers in the country. Mm. So he's uber talented as a creative director for WD. He, when he left there, Gatorade followed him. So he does Gatorade, Gatorade's work. And, oh my gosh. Uh, He's unbelievable. And his wife joined him too. She's unbelievable. But <laughs> they designed Mesh Fitness with us and then uh, they're partners in that. And then around the same time, I was looking for a Snap Fitness in mm-hmm. Worthington and just okay. helping someone else do them and came across this old abandoned attic in the hardware store. Hmm. And I'm like, well, man, I just, I'm going to leave my job. I just want my own office. I'm going to go do something, be an entrepreneur. I don't know what it is going to be yet. I have no idea what it's going to be, but yeah. I need a space to work. And he called and he said, I'm tired of working at the library and and tired of working at uh, Panera. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm standing in a beautiful place. You design it, I'll build it. I'll give you free rent forever. That's how Cohatch started. Are you serious? Mm, yeah. Where is the, uh, where's the attic? <laughs> you, where's it's that called, located? It's called the hardware store. It's in Worthington. It's our first spot. So it was, huh. um, it's the old Zettler hardware store. It's about okay. 4,500 square feet on oh, the second yeah. floor above Sassafras. And yeah. Right in there. It's beautiful. I mean, it's 15 foot ceilings. And I fell in love with it because it was, it was boarded up and it was, I mean, rat infested. It had like 14, 15 foot ceilings for a 110 year old building, 20 year old wow. building. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. 
Then I found out that stage in the back was really the town hall theater. So back huh. in the twenties, thirties, and forties, they would do all the plays and shows yeah. for the whole city. Oh right? wow, yeah. that's really cool. And it was kind of like that was one of my biggest aha moments with Cohatch is okay. Well, I want an office, and mm-hmm. I can't. I don't really need all this space. So my other partner Ryan and I found like five other people to do it with. Hey, do you want an office in some great location? We'll yeah. build something really beautiful. Um, but then I'm like, when I was driving, you know, you kind of have those aha moments. You distinctly remember I was driving in my, you know. Yukon down to Outer Banks with my kids and must have been like a quiet, rare, quiet hour yeah. uh, in there. Wow, you had an Early hour? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> <It> was amazing. <laughs> but I'm like, well, how do I turn this into a social enterprise? And how do I, I'm like, I don't really use an office space after mm-hmm. 5 p.m. Right? Yeah. yeah. But what if we allow other people to use our space for any personal event, right? Mm. Our members could use it for a family reunion or a, a board meeting or a nonprofit event. Yeah. Just donate to different charities that we have, right? So we launched that and like, well, I just started twisting Coach into not only a shared office space, but also more community driven, mm-hmm. more yeah. a social space and right. people could use it for all parts of their lives. So, yeah, we did that and we started, we filled up really quickly, tons of traffic. Huh. Uh, we supported, I think at the time, five or six nonprofits out of it. Oh, wow. And instead of just giving them money, we said, well, most of the nonprofits I found were, didn't really care about a hundred or 200 bucks ain't going to really no. do much. Right. Right. But actually getting them out of their basement, getting them into on high street in Worthington, yeah. uh, actually a physical presence and a scholarship to work out of our space and get to meet all the other entrepreneurs in it to use mm. us. Really. They kind of resonated with them. Okay. So we created this give scholarship program. That's what we still do today. We have 25 nonprofits. We have scholarships to work out of the space. Oh, so to do. Cool. But it's cool because it adds that right vibe. You go to a big corporate office yeah. and all you do is you think, well, you have some internal silos, like, I don't like this guy, or I'm trying to get this mm-hmm. promotion. Where Coach doesn't have any of that because you're all independent, all trying right. to, when you, all trying to grow. But then you have these nonprofits come to work every day, like trying to help people, the mm-hmm. right, it's yeah. so like the right mojo, the kind of the right yeah. kind of value system. It all blends together to be a fun place to be in. That's so cool. Yeah. So you started in Worthington. Mm-hmm. And then we started again in Worthington. So okay. after about six months, we were full and the city came to us and said, you know, here's this old library down the way. I think it was Sweet Carrot at the time was going to go there, but it kind of fell through. It was too, okay. too, didn't work out. Um, just wasn't sweet enough. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it was an unbelievably hard construction project. I mean, mm. you know, 70 year old library that needed a crap load of work. <laughs> yeah. So we said, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And they gave us a nice package to come over there. Mm-hmm. And um, so we built another one there and with the help of the city and we filled that up and uh, before we opened, and then Delaware called and said they'd do the same thing. And then I like that. Delaware yeah. called. <laughs> well, I mean, it was kind of like the economic development director from there knew the one in Worthington mm-hmm. and loved what we did. So they came down and saw us. And then we started working one in Delaware. We took over an old newspaper gazette building that was idle and is attached to City Hall. It was beautiful building still. Yeah. So um, we kind of specialize in taking um, what Coach is, is we take second, third, fourth generation mm-hmm. spaces repurpose them into what we consider a modern town hall yeah, and allow people to use them to kind of reactivate a true sense of community, not just mm. most co-working spaces, give the whole thing, thrive at work, work this, work that, yeah. where our whole philosophy is really, it was built around kind of what I was searching for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 42. I have three kids. I mean, I love work. I love using my abilities and just thriving and mm-hmm. just being an entrepreneur and doing all these things. But at the end of the day, that's only part of who I am. Right. right so right. I love spending time with my kids. I love going on vacations. I love spending time with my wife and friends. Mm-hmm. I, um, 
like to work out. Actually, I hate working out, but I need to work out. Um, <laughs> but we put that in there. It's the most true yeah, statement ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I know I should for health reasons. Yeah. And I, I know that I love serving and kind of volunteering and helping other people. Mm-hmm. So that to me, that's what Coach is. It's yeah. it's about building a product to enable you to live all of that lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things we did right off the bat was people thought it was goofy. I'm like, well, I mean, I always had this dream, like a lot of people, like I would love to, when I retire, to have a beach house to go to, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I have kids. I They're in school. I could probably only go two weeks a year anyway. It's right. like, well, well, I just buy one and share it with everybody. So oh, wow. Coach ended up buying a beach house in Florida. That's where we're going tomorrow. But the whole pro- thought process is that like, there's nothing you can't have if you're willing to share it with a lot of people. Yeah. And make it affordable for them to go. Right. So all of our offices, like if you do to your membership, you usually get a week to go down. And I have a tons of texts from people. Hey, I haven't been on vacation in two and a half years. This kind of forced us to go. Thank you so much oh, for spending time with cool. my family. Right. Yeah. So it's just enabling that piece of it. Right. And then we bought, uh, I like physical, I'm a big believer in, you know, instead of just giving you, casting the vision of what something could be mm-hmm. is actually physically making it for people to see. Mm-hmm. So the beach house is a physical manifestation yeah. of that. Then we bought a 1962 Airstream. My friend Amber <sighs> nice. Runyon, who owns 11 Candle, um, she came to me one day and uh-huh. went, I'd love to put a mobile shower station for the homeless or something, oh right? Oh my gosh. And the thing about us is like, we're pretty good at making ideas reality because we yeah. have the resources, the right. talent, abilities, right. and other network to do stuff. So like, what a great idea, but let me twist a little bit. So we bought this 1962 Airstream, refurbished it. Now it's our mobile community center. So any member could use that for free. <laughs> to do any community event that they want to. Oh so we just did, uh, uh, my, my future vision is that we mobilize members. Cause if you volunteer, most people say they volunteer, but they really, at the end of the year, don't because something happened. Right. right. And if they do, it's usually, I went to the food pantry and yeah. I did something, which yeah. is yeah. great. Yeah. But if you're the best lawyer in Columbus, probably not the best use of your time. Right. Right. So my, the future vision is, can I mobilize people who, what they're good at to volunteer with what their skills are Mm -hmm. in certain pockets and move it around town. Yeah. So I think two weeks ago we had mobilized Dublin and we raised, I think enough school supplies for all the families who needed school supplies in elementary schools in one day. So that's kind of the fun part about it is I think that's what people, why people resonate with Coach so much is that Mm -hmm. it's not, yeah, it's a beautiful spaces. It's right. it's great locations. You can use, you know, our whole concept of doing, you know, we have five now with another probably five to six coming in Columbus. You can use any of them around Columbus to okay. do that. But it's also that when I when I go there, I know I see people that I have, you know, I can connect with. Mm-hmm. I can use the space like for my 50th wedding anniversary or my kids play video games. We can make it e- hopefully easy for people to serve and get active in. Yeah. You know, all those things kind of build into what we do. How cool. Yeah. Where did the name come from? Um, <laughs> honestly, like, I think if I look back to our first business kind of sketch up, I think it was called like Hatch Local or something like okay. that. Um, in Hatch, I'm like, this, everyone in the world uses Hatch for like incubators and stuff like that. Yeah. And I just didn't like it. And then my buddy, the brand, my buddy Joel, he found, I think, online, it said Cohatch on the front. I'm like, we just stumbled into it. And we're like, it's short, it's sweet, it's memorable. Yeah. But also Co was like, well, community, company, mm-hmm. together, all those yeah. things go into it. Yeah. So then we get, I ended up having to buy it for like 3200 bucks, I think. But <laughs> That's all right. You got yeah. it now. It's good. <laughs> yeah, we got it. And it's one of those things. Like at the time, I remember, do we do Cohatch? And like, I got to buy Cohatch.org. I'm like, Damn it. We're just going to buy the damn thing. <laughs> like, fight the bullet. It's, so, it's ours yeah, now. Yeah, we got it. Oh, wow. Yep. 
So how does somebody, they, I mean, they're paying rent essentially, right? Kind but of. anybody can. Yeah. So we have all kinds of different packages. Like we pride ourselves. Everyone asks me who our demographic is. And I say anyone over 21 because <laughs> yeah. we have alcohol. I've beer yes. vending machines in yes, our spaces and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, we pride ourselves in having a membership or you don't have to have a membership to use us, but for almost everybody. Mm -hmm. So it starts at $59 a month. We have people that use starter for, because with every membership, you get three hours of free events at night. Okay. Um, so a lot of people like just do it for, oh, I'm going to have my church group there. We're going to mm -hmm. do a fundraiser there. We're going to do something yeah. else at night, right? It's a pretty affordable way oh, absolutely. to do it. Yeah. When they do that, we ask people to voluntary give to our scholarship fund. Mm -hmm. Some people do, some people don't. Right. It's kind of a fun human experiment yeah. to watch, right? Um, <laughs> but we also have starter coworkers that do it at night. Like, is anything after 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. is kind of like your old cell phone plan. It's free. So like come anytime you want after yeah. uh, hours. And then we have like memberships that go up to more time you're there during the day, part-time or full-time, mm -hmm. dedicated desk, private offices and things like that. Okay. Then we also cater to people who have just meetings. So I just need to, I'm a real estate agent, want to meet around town. So they could buy a meeting pass and book using our app to kind of jump around and use different meeting oh, rooms. Cool. Um, okay. We do a lot of offsite meetings. So we do big companies say, hey, I need to get out of the office today and have a board retreat and go away and mm -hmm. go meet there. Okay. Um, and we're starting to get into corporate memberships where, you know, instead of people having offices, they just, people have work from home. They just buy, you know, 50 memberships for the people at low rates and let them use it instead of working yeah. from home. They could maybe two days a week go there and have some semblance of some yeah. human interaction with people. Yes. So, or they just use it for meetings. So we do all of that. And then okay. we have a whole bunch of stuff people could use for free. Like we love playing. So like our Polaris one, I mean, the other second dream you have, like besides a beach house, I'm like, when you're in college, what's everyone's number one dream? It's like, man, I want to own a bar someday, mm -hmm. right? Like I go to all these bars. I would love to own a bar, right? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just smart enough. I don't want to run it and I don't want to yeah. clean it up afterwards. Yep. So we took over the pub space in Polaris. Yes, did. That's and, actually where I, yeah. that, uh, we didn't meet, I don't think that day, but um, Sarah from Brothers Drake was on our mm. podcast. And so cool. we, I went there for the opening of that. She's like, you need to talk to Matt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> While I had a lot of meat. Yes. Yeah. Well, that they're awesome. So like, I'm like, well, there's great. The mall's going to help us do this space. Yeah. That was kind of the second part of our philosophy is taking over as the retail world shifts by 10 to 20%, yeah. 30 maybe. Right. Uh, they, everyone in the retail always, oh, I'm going to tear down Sears. I'm going to build a mixed use lifestyle center and build apartments and restaurants. Yeah. And I said, or you could not tear this down and right. give it to me. And I'm going to organically build office into your space with lifestyle and activate all those things. Mm -hmm. So that's what you see. We've announced a place, a relationship with Washington Prime Group, Simon Properties in Indianapolis, okay. Ramco and in, uh, Indy and uh, or uh, UA, and we're going to sensing some other places. But wow. so so getting back, like, but we take over these spaces, and it's like, well, there's this beautiful bar there. After five p.m., why don't we just turn it into a bar? So I talked to brother, you know, Sarah and Warren mm -hmm. from Brothers Drake. Hey, yeah. by the way, I'll pay for this. You just want to come run it and. It's like, yeah. seriously, like we'll come run a bar up <laughs> there. And, and it's like, so yeah. now they're going to start doing that. And then we bought uh, part of our strategy now is as we do other retail assets, we'll start buying our own and we'll be we mm -hmm. bought. We bought Brazen Head in Old Dublin. Did you really? Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't so even know that close. <laughs> it hasn't closed. Okay. Oh, but you just, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. It'll be by the end of the year. But so can the public still come in and, and drink then? Like, after five. Yeah. After five. And then, the, yeah, at the pub and then the Brazen Head up in Dublin will convert. We're going to build a, something we'll announce the next couple of weeks, something okay. really cool up front with another huge partner in Columbus. Okay. Um, 
And then in the back, we're building 10,000 square feet for Cohatch to <sighs> kind of wow. off the back. That's so, crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. Every day I wake up and it's like my perfect dream. Like I get Aww. to, you know, it's like you go to work, you build something that you love. I yeah. bring my kids to work. I go to vacation with them. We did a, uh, all my philanthropies. That's why philanthropy is built into it. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I tell our all our employees that that come on. It's like, hopefully you can live all parts of your life inside of it. So if you want to like, one girl said like, I want to do this volunteer event. Well, cool. That's great. It's part of your job. So have at it. Right. Okay. So it's kind of all built into mm-hmm. something. So that's what a lot of the generations, you know, the millennials like is like, how do I live out my everything. whole life? Not yeah. just work for you. Right. So that's kind of what we try to build. That's awesome. Pretty much everything I hate about corporate America, <laughs> I do opposite. So good for you. Yeah, we our, need more of that. I, I said one of the funniest they laughed at me for is like our vacation policy is like unlimited, right? Mm-hmm. Just do your stinking job. Yeah. Know, I say it kind of right ruder than that. <laughs> but but the, what I found is like I thought that was like a novel policy, but yeah. the reality is people weren't taking vacation. So I'm like, mm-hmm. why yeah. is that? So I'm right. like, I'm like, well, I, I don't want to let you down. I want to do. I'm like. Oh boy. Okay. So you do see that I go on six vacations a year, right? right? I don't feel guilty about no. it. Yeah. So I, so I sent on a memo, our vacation policies change. I track all your hours, but it's opposite because if you ever fall below a certain rate, I kick you out of the building mm-hmm. and it's like, you need to go out oh. and go do something. Yeah. Right. So it's like anything that's, I used to hate, I was a VP and I used to track my hours, but like how many times I was on vacation, I'm like, leave me alone people. Like, yeah. so yeah, it's one of the fun things you can innovate with is. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome. And this beach house, this is this is intriguing to me. <laughs> like, how do people do that? Do they, I mean, is there space for different families there? Is it? Yeah. So we we bought what we could afford originally. So it's, it's designed to be. It's going through a renovation next mm-hmm. week. It starts, but it's it was originally for us family of five to go, and you just walk to the beach, just kind of oh, a cool bungalow cool. type of thing, okay. beautiful pool. Um, now we're renovating it to be a three bedroom. So two families could go with their bunk room with their kids. Okay. But the whole point was just to get away, like look at it. Um, take all the realtor fees out, take everything mm-hmm. out of it to make it as affordable, almost like it's like f- the true fractional ownership. My goal is not to make money on the beach house. Yeah. It's like just to be a cost center and right. say, hey, this is the most affordable you're ever probably going to be able to go. Yeah. So for 800 bucks to 1200 bucks, you take wow. your family on vacation for a week and have your own house. Right. Yeah. So getting people to do that is still it's still I still have to wake people up. Cause you go to work and you're so used to like going to Cohat, just like, you know, you could do all these other things too. Yeah. It's just trying to condition people's minds to like all the stuff you can do. Mm-hmm. It's like people were talking about having their kid's birthday party and remind them our Delaware location. We mm-hmm. put a 30 person movie theater in it because it's, why not? Right. <laughs> Everyone wants a man cave. They just can't afford a hundred thousand dollar basement. So I'm going to build yeah. it. Right? right. So we have game rooms and so we had, I think we have had over 10 birthday parties in the first three months oh, there wow. for kids okay, and members kids. Right. Yeah. And my daughter asked to do theirs. Both daughters, my, both my daughters are going to be there. That's so awesome. and they, it's fun. They go get ice cream across the street. They come back, watch a movie, play some games, go yeah. home, have a sleepover, but just That's getting perfect. people to remind them that they could do all these different things. Yeah. I want people to feel like for $59 a month, they can own $20 million of real estate around Columbus and use any yeah. of it. So, so what kind of people do you have? Like what sort of entrepreneurs do you have working for you? It, it, within within the, it? Yeah. It's it's cool because um, we go all the way. We have um, Magellan Healthcare is a, you know, several billion dollar company mm-hmm. and they have an office, but they have a scattered IT workforce. They work from home. So they come in and they have memberships for everybody. They meet in the office when they need to, or they go home and they come in and they use yeah. some live in player, go to player, some go to Worthington. Okay. So it's kind of a cool model mm-hmm. for them. Uh, we have a ton of uh, what I consider small business owners. Mm-hmm. 
So if you imagine like every town in the world, you drive around and see all these little old houses with little offices in them, right? Yeah. And they're really crappy, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. They're pretty ugly. Um, and they go in and they're like 1964. Right. So we have a whole lot of small business owners, private wealth people, lawyers, accountants, anyone who has a successful business that lives in a town uh-huh. and want to live in Worthington or work, live in right. Delaware and work there, they do that. Uh, we have a whole lot of, we have a, a few startups, but I'd say only 10, 5 to 15% of our companies is like startups or mm-hmm. incubators. And you okay. notice a lot of them skew towards co-working because mm-hmm. I actually tell them to. I mean, why in the work, the two biggest downfalls of a startup I know is too much salary and labor and too much rent, right? Mm-hmm. And fixed costs. So right. I'm going to help you solve both of those. Yeah. So come here, minimize your labor. Don't have a long-term lease. Be very agile mm-hmm. and flex up and down with co-working or office and use, don't hire people, use that internet guy over there or, and just pay him when you need him, right? Yeah. So it's kind of the gig economy. So trying to get people to do that. Mm-hmm. But and then we also have, a, we have a whole lot of people that, I, I'm I'm amazed how many people have a side hustle, right? It seems uh-huh. like everyone has a side hustle yeah. and they're wacky. Some of them are just goofy and some <laughs> of them are just cool. But like, I mean, I just can't believe how many things there are out there. Yeah. So we have a whole lot of people that are just, awesome at being their side hustle and using a, a space. It gives them credibility. It's mm-hmm. not their basement. It's not Panera. It's not right. wherever they can be in our space. You look credible. Mm-hmm. And then we also do really cool things. Like we build a spot. We love being innovative. So like mm-hmm. we love, we build a spot in the middle of Polaris fashion place, mm-hmm. um, right outside of Apple. It's actually a meeting room inside the mall. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you walk and see it, but the whole philosophy of that was like, Hey, it's good marketing. Yeah. And so right. that's, I like to be honest. You're literally right. That's like 80% of it. Yeah. But then it's like, well, how does, how does our members could use that space to do a free workshop? They could give, Mm -hmm. they could meet people. Mm -hmm. They could work there if they wanted to, but really what they can do is now they could sell out of it. So people who actually, they they can now legally solicit and sell out of Polaris during the winter and during Christmas. So you have a whole bunch of small makers who Mm -hmm. do side hustle stuff. Hey, by Mm -hmm. the way, you know what you couldn't afford before? Going to Polaris. Now what you do now for 59 bucks a month? Go sit there and have a little farmer's market middle players. Mm. Go ahead. So it's like oh, wow. we've had people use it from, um, you know, art mm-hmm. and sales, a social enterprise on a Saturday to, you know, some people are using it to sell. I mean, Brothers Drake will look at selling mead there. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, you can do it. I mean, people really like our goal is to create access for you. Mm-hmm. Now take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. You should be very proud. This is a neat concept. No, I'm extremely <laughs> proud. Yeah. <laughs> What do you do during the day? Like, what's a normal? Do you? Ha- I don't think you have normal. Get days. bugged by people to do podcasts. Oh, um, gosh, that's annoying. They're the worst. I have been bugging you. I'm sorry. No, that's right. <laughs> during the day, what's my day look like? Yeah. Mm. Is every day different? Yeah, I mean, there's. I don't know. My my I love to grow things. So like my the days that kind of geek get me geeked out is mm-hmm. like when I'm developers want to talk to me about doing all these new spaces or. I mean, I've had some of the biggest names in the world like contact us about doing a partnership and different mm. things. And though I just love the exploratory adventure yeah. of trying to figure something out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of my days is like literally I'll, I have meetings all around my, our spaces. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I head to Worthington after this for a meeting on Easton where uh, construction kick off. Okay. And then I, then I meet with, uh, luckily I have the great best partnership group ever. One of the owners, there's like six owners of Coatch, but, um, I own the majority of it, and, mm-hmm. but they have, you know, my par- one partner does construction, my other partners do branding and design, my okay. other partner does sales, my other one does marketing and stuff. Yeah. So 
Um, they're all starting to, we're getting big enough where my partner, Eric, actually, who helped me create it this first day I co-hatch full time is today. So it's one of those big milestone moments oh, for us kind of awesome. getting people yeah. kind of full, full in. But yeah, so it's a lot of this, I'd say 25% of my time is just construction, check-in mm-hmm. and management. Uh, I also run the operation in Columbus. So checking in with our community managers and you know, the uh, non-glamorous stuff of like past due bills and like <laughs> stuff like that. To deal with. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But a lot of it is just, I have a hard time, like one of the unique things that I found challenging is that uh, I built the best place I want to work at. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time working there. I literally (laughs) walk in and people want to, I just, it's like nonstop talking to people. Like, oh, what are you up to next? It's like, and you don't want to be rude. So you talk to people. And so it's like. So you go to the Panera then. (laughs) (laughs) I find myself working at my my country club or like, uh, I I work there. It's just, I just got to find a hiding spot. Right. It's just, it's been, it's great. It's like, I. People love going there and hearing what's next, so we do it. You should totally do. It. You should build like an underground lair. Yeah, there only you can work. <laughs> that, that's actually like a good. sneaking back cave. In. Yeah, <laughs> you totally should do that. Hey, how, what makes you think I didn't? Oh. <laughs> oh my! Well done, Secret, you. Yeah. <laughs> he says he can't do improv. Mm-hmm. So, what's your what is your dream for this? Like, um, you want to be in at fifty states, and so my dream is like. This is where if, if we stop now, like I'm a very, I don't need a lot to, I have a great life now and I make plenty of money now. I don't really, I'm not one of those people's, you, you could hand me $200 million tomorrow. I'm not moving and I'm not, I just don't. If you'd like to hand me $20 million, yeah. tomorrow, I mean, I'd be glad to take that. You'd move? Yes. Yeah. So I, I believe you can only optimize something for one thing. It's just yeah. a mathematical thing. Mm-hmm. Most people like we work, for example, right now is choosing to optimize for financial returns, mm-hmm. right? For shareholders. Like yeah. that's what they're doing. Right. Okay. Um, I'm, our goal is to optimize cohatch for our mission and existence. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is like, you just can't be as greedy. You can't try to hold on to everything that you want. Right. So I'd rather die. Like my, my favorite project that we're doing right now is Springfield. So, mm-hmm. um, then kind of get back to why like we want to see yeah. is that Springfield came to us and actually a co-watch member dragged me out there, Pat Williams. He's like, come see Springfield. I'm from Springfield. I'm like, I'm not going to stinking Springfield, right? <laughs> I got Dublin to do. I got yeah. UA to do. Yeah. I got all this other stuff to do. He said, no, come out and see it. And we had a meeting and I fell in love with this, an old market building called the Myers market building that 1916 was like a North market. Oh, if you really wow. know Springfield, it was industrial revolution. It was mm-hmm. a booming, huge booming yeah. town. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it started dying off and jobs left. Mm-hmm. So the city said, well, what if we give you this building? They gave us the building, oh my gave you an interest free loan. And I had to put, I'm putting in two point, I think $2.1 million, a big project, Yeah, but we're putting back the market like it was a hundred years ago. So we're doing oh a market, we're doing a shared office space, we're being <laughs> smarter about it. It died for a reason, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're going to put a shared kitchen, a shared office space, an event space all inside of it. Okay. But I mean, what other opportunity do you get to like, you know, 30 years from now, you could either be, you could be one of the sole, re- one of the reasons that the city improved or mm-hmm. got better or made people's yeah. lives better, right? Yeah. So our mission is we launched so we, we just sold basically, I haven't announced this to anybody. So you're not, like okay. we, we're basically our way we're scaling is we're working with a, a larger development group to be large regions. Cause I don't want to travel around the country yeah. and do a lot of stuff, Yeah, but we're going to train them on how to do it. And they're going to do a bunch of cities. We're okay. also going to do uh, franchising to small towns. Okay. Whereas we start to make money on it, we donate the money back to local charities. Mm, so cool. those are the places like Lima, Ohio has talked okay. to us. Other smaller towns have talked yeah. to us. So I would love to wake up, you know, 20, 30 years from now and see 
thousands of locations mm-hmm. and these towns kind of using our system, um, which is pretty novel. It's just not a, yeah. there's, I've seen a lot of really bad ones. Right. <laughs> um, it's actually, I mean, it's very hard to make money in our space. Most of them lose money. You're going to see a bunch of them go out of business in the next mm-hmm. six months. Yeah. Um, but using our system to help use that as the strategy to improve people's lives. Mm-hmm. That's why our, our goal, our whole mission statements, the strength in communities and improve lives. And that's really what we're about to try to grow it. Cool. And, um, you know, it's, that's kind of the goal. I mean, by nature, we have to be profitable. We have to be successful yeah. to grow. Yeah. Um, but I think one of my other favorite sayings is I won't be judged on how much money I make. Mm-hmm. I will be judged on how I use it. Yeah. So yeah. if we could keep using it and leveraging it to build other things, mm-hmm. um, and help other people. Right. And I think we'll be successful. How cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you, man. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so best vacation spot ever. Best vacation. Yeah. Spot? Oh, I have multiple. Um, Top three. I have a, I'm a Disney, I, I'm a Disney person. Okay. Like I bought a timeshare a long time ago and it's the best thing I ever did. <laughs> so well, yeah, I mean, Disney with my kids, like it's the only place in the world I could actually when I show up, mm-hmm. it's like a, it is a bubble. Like I literally don't look at my phone. I don't watch TV. Oh, yeah. I don't get distracted. It's just me and my kids playing. I'm a little kid. So yeah. I love that. <laughs> so I think we've been there like nine times oh, in like wow. five years or okay. something. Um, and then uh, so we usually do Disney, Anna Marie Island, which is my mm-hmm. other one. And then every year we go to uh, Outer Banks. I think I think it's been 10 straight years with a group of like 20 some people. One, oh, cool. one of those big houses. And yeah. you just kind of one thing I pack is cargo shorts and T-shirts mm-hmm. and <laughs> have at it. Nice. So those are my. Those are kind of Those our go-to. Vero place. Beach is an, it's kind of a Disney resort, but it's actually okay. probably hopefully it exists because of the hurricane right now. And so that's <laughs> yeah. getting, it's going to get hit here. Those <laughs> yeah. are my vacations. That's mm. awesome. That's then awesome. I go to Scottsdale every year with a guy, guy's trip. 12 of us go to play golf. Okay. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Dude, I'm proud of you. No, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for coming on and, and chatting with us. And I'm, I'm excited to see where you guys go. And Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's here's my other question. I just remembered. See, I have a trouble talking, you know, um, <laughs> which which location is your favorite cohatch right now? Oh, it's impossible that you could if you twist the question to what's your favorite after the hard the hardware store. Actually, the first our first the one original. It's the one I actually built, ran, run. I mean, okay. I just created the whole thing out yeah. of it. And it just feels like home. That's, so like I actually op- made the coffee every day for a year. It's like, that's my kind of home, home, right? Okay. So that'll, that'll always be kind of our headquarters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then it's really, it kind of rotates based on which one we opened last. But if I had to choose, I love Upper Arlington and Delaware. If you had to say, which one would you go to work every day? Mm-hmm. For me, I live in Powell. So I think that's, yeah. how, that's how I think people are going to choose their space. Mm-hmm. I could go back, you know, 12 minutes of Delaware back roads it's, it's unbelievable what we did with that space, but it's also, I can go to the hamburger inn and get breakfast. I can, there's a college that has that college town mm-hmm. vibe to it. Yeah, I do like So that. I think I'd probably commute to Delaware okay. uh, if it was me. UA, I would, UA is a totally different thing. If you want to go see a different, like the activity level and the amount of money that's down there and the amount of like people yeah. who are interested in like between being right on OSU and mm-hmm. being downtown, it's a totally different vibe. So if I was going to grow my business and it was, was worried about that, I would, be in, I'd be in UA. Okay. Um, if I just, but th- that's the thing is like, we're, you're going to, that's the beauty is like, we want everyone to feel mm-hmm. radically different. Yeah. So it fits everyone's different. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a different favorite. Yeah. And then we want you to be able to experience them part time. So you go right. use any of them. So, that's so cool. Yeah. So you could switch up your location every day. Yeah. That's so awesome. But I find it humorous that most people like anything, they'll sit in the same damn chair. Right. Like every time. it's like, 
move, move your ass, like go, <laughs> go sit somewhere here. else. But it's nice to know that you can. Yeah. Mm. And that's what I think my favorite, uh, uh, I always thought when I put beer vending machines and then free beer in, and my first business plan had like, if I was going to write an article, I actually gave a speech the, the title of the article was going to be, uh, less beer, more toilet paper. Because my first business like pro forma that I did, I'm thinking people were going to drink me out of house and home with beer. So I had like a thousand bucks a month in beer. Right. Yeah. And I only had like 50 bucks a month in toilet paper in the budget. In reality, it's like 50 bucks of yeah. beer and a thousand of toilet paper. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's like, it's kind of that lesson of like what you think is going to happen. Uh -huh. doesn't always happen. And so people don't drink from eight to five. They just like to know that it's there. my boss can't tell me I can't. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's, they want the freedom. And they don't because gonna do that right but, yeah but yeah but you can't i mean you know at four o'clock have a business meeting and sit down with me no there's a lot of people that do that yeah it sounds fantastic yeah my company doesn't do that i need to <laughs> get on my <laughs> boss at the children's theater about us not having beer on hand <clears throat> but anyway thank yeah. you so how can they find you like what's your if they're interested how do people find you i mean well, not you physically like don't give your home address that's just weird <laughs> and creepy but <laughs> well there's a bunch of ways and people will probably figure it out yeah but, okay. <laughs> but obviously you can Google it. You can go to yeah. coach.com. Okay. Facebook social media is pretty strong, but at the end of the day, just, you're probably going to live next to one and just yeah, walk in. Absolutely. So, or see it on social yeah. media. Cause I see it. There's a lot, lot of, of action media. going on. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, awesome. there's a bunch of different ways to get a hold of us. Nothing. I highly encourage people, whatever you think it is online or on social media, it's five <laughs> times better when okay. you walk in. So just come see it, just walk in. Down. We let people try it for free. I kind of have like a, uh, a whole policy that's like, I'll prove it to you. Just come in and try it out. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't like it, I'll give you your money back type of thing. That's so, awesome. Um, yeah, just come check it out. And cool. I think people will be blown away with, with all the stuff you could do. Very cool. Awesome. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming. No problem. We're going to be the best podcast you do all week. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably true. I don't know about I'm, that. I'm going to be in Florida the rest of the week, so I'm not doing oh, one yeah, more this true. week. <laughs> so, so we are you got are, started. You are for sure. Best Dion podcast. The rest of next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, okay. Anyway. <laughs> but thank you all for listening. We are... Speak easily. Yes. <laughs> you you are so good at these outros. I hate this Thanks outro so much thing. for tuning in. We really appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, we appreciate all the love and support we get on uh, Facebook. That's kind of our social media mm -hmm. landing page for everything that we do. Uh, if you like what you hear, remember sharing is caring. Uh, you can download us on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, or wherever you get your, your favorite podcast. Can they really so. do it wherever? I mean... Not wherever, oh. but yeah. But I, I've yeah. always questioned that. Yeah, we try to make it as wide as possible. So yeah, but SoundCloud is kind of the number. SoundCloud's our place. Yeah, kind of the, yeah. that's where everything goes it is. to. Tis. So yeah, yeah. So thank do you your for thing. tuning in and yeah. uh, give our weird <laughs> sign off. We, I'm not saying keep on trucking. We've got <laughs> to find did. something. Keep on trucking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>